Road to Possible presents Road to Equality. Peace. We're back with another podcast uh, edition of Road to Possible, Road to Equality. And um, this series, we're, we're really focusing on the community and freedom, justice, equality. Let's get right to it. So the whole world knows the verdict. We're finally getting a little bit of closure in the case of Brother George Floyd. And um, the question now is guilty on all three charges, but what about an appeal? When do we ever really get closure in these, these situations? And as we've been discussing, there's so many other cases where in the public view, public opinion, is that these police were guilty. We can see out the video and yet um, charges may or may not be filed. And even if there is a court um, proceeding, what happens? More often than not, they get off scot-free. So living in a society where this is commonplace, um, it's easy to become a little bit um, apathetic, like, oh yeah, they, got a, they, they arrested them, they charged them, um, but they're probably gonna get off. You know, we assume that justice and, you know, equality, as we're talking about, will um, not be something that we'll be able to have. And um, we find that there's a lot of anxiety that's taking place in the world today, especially with the lockdown situations all around the world um, because of this virus. And so with all these things going on, everyone's on edge. You know, we're finding that even after what happened with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and of course Ahmaud Arbery and um, now more recently with um, Dante Wright and um, Makaya Bryant and uh, there's just so many names. <laughs> it's just a list. Um, back here in Toronto where we are, we already know of uh, court proceedings with Devontae Miller um, who lost an eye after being assaulted by um, an off-duty police officer and uh, his brother. And um, as we've heard, there was a what was um, allegedly a cover-up from the, uh, the, the cop's father, who was also in, on the police force as a senior member. And these is, this is what we, you know, this is the optics that we see. This is like the truth that we see. So how can we get justice? How do we have equality um, for our community? When it comes to law enforcement and also, um, as we mentioned at the outset, getting closure when an injustice has been committed and on whose side is the burden of proof, as we've heard throughout the George Floyd uh, situation. Um, we mentioned, they mentioned the burden of proof, who's, who's you know, it's like the, the, the uh, assumption of, of innocence, you know, innocence proving, proving guilty. Even when you have stark evidence, that a crime has been committed. It has to be proven. You have to go through 14 days, 15 days of a, of a, of a trial with a jury. 
And so puts a lot of stress on, on all of us watching these things and just hoping that justice will be served. Now, speaking of, of, of justice, um, when we're looking at um, justice from the outset, public engagement, law enforcement, public engagement, um, the question is, if all of us know that police officers are there to serve and protect, that's a catchphrase, right? So the serving and protecting is, uh, is, is justice, is equality um, unto itself. And they're providing the service to the community. They're here for us. This is like the premise. So now we know that that catchphrase doesn't seem to hold a lot of weight because more often than not, we hear about bad in instances of interaction with the, the police and the public. So where is the accountability? Um, how, can, how can police officers be held accountable when you have situations with, for us here in Ontario, we have the SIU um, who you know, look into these instances where there's wrongdoing committed by officers and the SIU has members um, who were part of uh, police force and law enforcement um, across the province and in Canada, Toronto, etc., different regions. So it's like it's the police policing the police, you know. So how likely is it that we're going to get justice when the police are the ones investigating themselves? And if you look at the stats, which are factual, because we want to do it with the facts, this is, it's a fact that predominantly the police get off. They're acquitted of all charges. And this is just something that is, you can look it up, feel free. And this is when the SIU was investigating, officer found not guilty, right? So it's like when officers know that they can basically do anything and most likely get off or it be swept under the rug, then how, are, how likely are they to serve and protect from a place of compassion, a place of sympathy, empathy, um, a place of respect where they can just do whatever they want. Um, should the officers be held to a higher standard? Well, of course, of course they should. They're wearing a badge, they have a gun, they have a taser. They're here to ensure the safety of everyone, you know, not just be trigger happy, and not disrespectful to the public, right? So in this um, edition of Road to Equality, we want to talk about a few things. Um, and I think engagement is definitely something we wanna talk about and that we have been. Um, also, um, the effect that just the history of acquittal in the cases of these, these police officers, law enforcement, um, you know, government officials being involved in different things, like the, the history of, of impunity, just being able to do whatever and getting off scot-free, right? What effect does that have on society where we're, we're used to seeing um, unlawful situations with the cops being acquitted of crimes, um, as far as we're concerned, the, in the public opinion? Um, and then, so, the police officers who should be held to a higher standard 
um, legally they're they're getting off, and the, the question is, we as civilians, what what laws are we supposed to follow when those who make the laws are also breaking the laws? So, when we look at a situation where recently, with the lockdown right here in Ontario because of COVID-19, we all know it's been a, over a year since March 11th, uh, 2020, that we've been affected by the lockdown, stay-at-home orders. Um, there's been um, a lot of anxiety on us, as we mentioned earlier, where we have a, a tendency to be depressed. I'm sure that all of us can relate to that, those feelings up and down. So when now when we're going out into the public, it might be harder to always act respectful, to you know, um, to be considerate. And now sometimes situations happen. Now when the police are called situations, should they not be aware of the fact that a lot of people are under anxiety, depression, mental health related issues? Should not should not that be something that is discussed? in these departments, in these regions, said, guys, be aware, people are going through a lot, you know, don't just pull out your gun and shoot, ask questions, come with compassion. Now, it's just something which it would be ideal for these things to be discussed. And these are things that we might find will be, will be logical, like matter of fact, right? Uh, kind of issues, but why aren't they being discussed? And if they are discussed, um, having a, you know, um, mental health uh, program recommendations for officers to attend a class or something. Is that mandatory or is it voluntary? Even if it's mandatory, is it taken seriously? You know, um, like in the case that I think we mentioned before in our last um, uh, podcast um, where I was invited to come down to speak, we mentioned with the case of, of uh, Regis. Um, you know, we all know about Sammy Atson, what happened with that. And it was definitely mental health was, was, was connected to both of those instances. You know, we want, we, it's easy to talk about what's happening in the States, but we want to also focus, focus on what's happening in our own neighborhood, um, within the global, global, global community, right? So, speaking of which, where are we at in our, in our neighborhood, in our city? Um, in our province, closer to home. We want to bring things home. Um, in society, the basic unit is, is the family. Within the family, the basic unit is the individual. So we want to look at how we can look at our own behavior within our families, within our cities, within our province. But just take, just looking at um, ourselves closer to home. So when we look at the gun culture, as they say, um, in the United States, uh, where more people own guns, you would agree, than here in Toronto, there's not as much instances of us shooting each other because not as many of us have guns. Now when you have interaction with law enforcement, it's less likely that the average citizen um, here in Toronto or Ontario is going to have a gun on them. Um, now, for police in the United States, 
the likelihood of someone having a gun, you know, it's greater, factually. Um, so they, they go with that idea that they might have a gun. Here it's less likely that they're thinking they might have a gun. Um, depending on a person's demeanor, they might think, oh wait, this person looks like a, a, they might do drugs or they might this or they might that. There could be assumptions. And these are some of the misconceptions or the perceptions that we want to try to indicate that need to be changed within police culture, law enforcement culture. But here, it, it doesn't matter that we have less guns. People are still being shot by cops. There's still discrimi uh, discriminatory uh, you know, stops and stuff. And basically, situations where I think right now with the lockdown, um, the Premier of Ontario said he was going to try to get the police to basically go back to a system of carding where uh, there, there would be random stops of people just going out to get a, a bag of milk. It, it wasn't clear what was really going to happen, but I know personally it was something that caused anxiety, wondering if I'm just going for a walk or exercise, which is something that we definitely need right now, um, getting out there, being active, and then we're going to be stopped by a police officer asked for our name, asked for our address, which is an infringement um, on our, our privacy as per the Charter of Rights and Freedoms. And even the, the, the police mentioned that. Toronto Police issued a, um, a message on Twitter saying that they weren't going to follow the uh, law or instruction from the Premier, Doug Ford, um, of Ontario, Doug Ford. And um, many of the regional police departments said the same thing. I think the OPP was going to still engage and do what Ford had asked or commanded to be done. It's very interesting because what is law when our governing officials lay down the law, but even the law enforcement, law enforcement officers say that that's not lawful. What are you doing? So there was no discussion between the Premier's office and the law enforcement on what should be done and making sure that they were lawfully um, laying down the law. Um, so now you have these situations where there's more stress, more anxiety, and then by the next day after that announcement, it, it, was, it was a non-issue and that we could go out freely, still do our best to abide by the restrictions and um, as per COVID-19 for a year we've been dealing with this um, and social distance and just just be kind to our neighbors use compassion with our dealings but not be randomly stopped whether we're in a car or on a bike uh, walking down the street that was unlawful right so now when we talk about what's lawful what isn't a lot of us don't really know our rights we don't look into our legal options and and we're not saying that cops count on this but they don't expect to stop someone for anything and expect them to read them back their own rights for us to tell the cops, well, I know, you know, in the law, you know, section, this and that, you know, article 15, um, 15A, um, part C, you know, et cetera. We're, they're not expecting all of us to be lawyers, basically, right? So it's important for us to be aware that we do have rights and for also for officers here or anywhere else 
to abide by what is what is lawful and treat us as civilians with respect to serve the community and to protect so for me when it comes to freedom justice and equality and ensuring love peace happiness and you know there's no no justice with no peace right how can we have peace inside ourselves how can we feel comfortable um, when there's no justice when there's, there's no law it's unlawful right so there needs to be a change of the culture a change of the law enforcement culture where if possible is it possible being on the road to what is possible and the road to equality is it possible for us to have more perhaps town hall meetings where communities affected by these police shootings and unlawful um, harassment by officers um, profiling um, regular maybe every two months maybe four times a year um, every three months to have town hall meetings where we can honestly express ourselves and have some accountability have experiences that don't always make it to the news where we've been hearing um, situations of police brutality here in our own city um, in Toronto in Peel region in our province Ontario and in our country you know Alberta um, you know BC uh, Vancouver right so uh, situations where even our native brothers and sisters and our indigenous populations you all know the stories of mistreatment and and being shot being killed um, being abused and this is just ongoing who who can we turn to to get justice so I've always felt that having the an open and honest conversation and sharing experiences that don't always make it to the news which is a lot of them over decades um, for us to be able to have accountability now how can we have an independent body of oversight where actual events have happened in these discussions where these a truly independent group can now look into them and investigate and be able to now um, yeah give something a bit more than more than just recommendations but actually lay charges if, if officers are found guilty of, of beating someone up in the back of a, of a cruiser and then saying okay you can go now I guess you're not not guilty they, they've been beat up this is, this is what's been happening and not it doesn't always make the you know six o'clock news if officers know that they will be found guilty and they will be put in prison I think they would tighten up their ranks a little bit and have a little bit more respect when dealing with the, the public and this is one of the things that we're asking for is it too much to expect that we'll be treated with fairness when dealing with an officer you know who are, are there to serve and protect you know so these are things that are local issues that are citywide province you know province-wide and that we've been dealing with for years upon years and what is the effect on our mental health on our hearts on our spirits it's so easy to feel broken down every day every week every month every year we have to go out into the public it shouldn't this is life we're here you know a beautiful april day 2021 
We want to just enjoy this life together, work together. You know, there are situations where things do happen where the police um, are there to to help, to um, lay charges where needed, um, make arrests where needed. In the situations where a crime has been committed, crimes do happen. We're not saying that criminal activity does not happen. And certain people are in charge of maintaining law and order when necessary. But having a badge and a gun does not mean that they can act in any old way as they see fit. There should be, you know, like a structured, structured, you know, um, a way of, of acting that um, informs their behavior, right? So this is all that we're asking for, freedom, justice, equality, that brings love, peace, and happiness, you know? So what is, what is just cause? We're speaking about a community, for instance, I don't really want to mention any neighborhoods um, in particular, but you all know certain neighborhoods um, in our city uh, that are known for more gun violence, factual um, crime neighborhoods. Um, but not everyone in these neighborhoods is a criminal. So the police might enter these neighborhoods doing patrols to make sure that everyone is safe. That's the premise. So when you now approach somebody, do you come at them with this with a demeanor of, um, you know, you're a criminal, you know, with like caution, or do you assume that they're, they're innocent? You know, the law says that we are innocent until proven guilty. In the situation with what happened with George Floyd, they mentioned that the officer, um, his lawyer mentioned to the jury that they needed to remember that he was innocent until proven guilty, right? Um, when we are approached by an officer uh, who wants to investigate something, we've been discussing if you, you feel as well that we are approached with the assumption that we are guilty, not innocent. So that's guilty before being proven innocent. So it's like a reversal, and that's the dichotomy that we're, that we're, you know, thinking about. Now with mindfulness, we are striving to look at all these situations, months, years, that these, these court proceedings and these instances of police brutality, um, negative community involvement have been going on. So we've been trying to get to the point. We want to go from a, a positive perspective to make positive change. This is what revolution means to affect positive change in our communities and, and the world at large. So we've been discussing how, why does it take a very negative situation where someone is, is killed by a law enforcement agent and for, for the police departments to now publicly uh, say that they're going to implement more police sensitivity, you know, for our different communities with, with, um, within the community. And, um, you know, 
there's a lot of spheres of thought of, about this kind of thing. We've all heard about all the times that these incidents of police brutality and people getting shot and killed by police officers, we already know the whole song and dance. Now we're going to, they're up on the six o'clock news once again saying how they're going to implement uh, new sensitivity training and, and you know making sure that police don't just fly off the handle and get trigger happy and kill people unnecessarily. Um, and with like people, with reporters bring up with like what's happened with, with um, you know Regis. You know it's like um, even of course Sammy Yatsen, as you mentioned before. Um, the the question is, well, why why weren't they aware of the mental health aspects? You know why aren't they informed of this beforehand? Or you know do they even care? You know so it's always after the fact. Now here we are, 2021. As far as Black Lives Matter related protests, um, it's been discussed that in winter time there was less protests. We didn't have much of a winter really. Um, in the states, there's been more publicized shootings, um, death by cop, and so we here feel the pain. We've always felt the pain, and um, we now react to what's happening stateside and have protests in solidarity with our brothers and sisters uh, in the United States as they also um, you know, fight back, back against the Klan down there and the cops that are working for the Klan, um, just like here as well, in the sense of supporting white supremacy, white, white insanity in the sense of that a certain race is more superior than another. This kind of ignorance we want to dispel and eliminate eradicates you know this is it's part of the problem when you are a cop of a certain culture to come out into a community without knowledge of the community awareness of the community how much better it would be for more sensitivity training as they call it and more cultural awareness you know having members respected informed members of every community you know the african uh, black community, Asian community, South Asian community, uh, indigenous populations, everyone, the Filipino, all the cultures, um, to, to have representatives come in and then on a regular basis they speak to the police departments about how they've been finding engagement and also what they feel they need for their community from the police. There's a lot of money that's we as taxpayers are, are giving to the government to now pay the police to serve and protect us. But when do we get the chance to voice our opinion about the effectiveness or lack thereof of their patrols and their serving and protecting us, right? So going forward, as we wind down and end off this edition of Road to Possible, Road to equality, um, we want to discuss how we can now have more of us come together from all aspects and, and uh, separate parts that make the whole in our community, no matter what our you know, orientation is, our culture, um, different ages, 
all coming together for the sake of equality, for justice, and from a place of love and compassion, generosity, mindfulness, and bringing this spiritual aspect into the community on this road to equality. There's a lot of questions that we have inside ourselves, we want answers. And sometimes one of the main questions is who can we even go to? When you have a situation that we spoke of before where in Ontario, the SIU, they are basically like police patrolling or investigating police in situations of wrongdoing by the cops. It seems like every time you hear about a situation where someone has been usually killed by a cop, the SIU has been called in, and that's when we let out a collective groan and moan, like, <sighs> right there, we feel like there will not be justice. And more often than not, there isn't. But why should that be? You know, there must be some consequences for wrongdoing from these officers. We want to close off just by building on a positive note. And that is that we want to make sure that everyone is taking care of themselves. Please do get out in the community. If you see anything out of place, or you see anything that's positive, speak on it, whichever it is, especially positive. If you see someone who seems like they don't know someone helping, like a, a young person helping an older, older person across the street, if you have a chance, just say, hey, we have to still have the social distancing wear a mask when needed, as um, it has been said. But just take a moment to socially distance, perhaps go up to them and say, oh, I saw what you did for that person, it's very nice. Let's just have this positive reinforcement, encourage all of us to basically not police ourselves, but know that we're all watching each other from a positive aspect, from you know a positive frame of mind, that we're all looking out for each other. And maybe, just maybe, on this road to what is possible, this road to equality, by the way that we engage with, you, with each other, and of course, with law enforcement, when it does happen, that we come from a place of respect. We feel that we're disrespected. These things happen, but if we, at least from our, our point of, our perspective, our, our side of things, when we're approached by a cop, we don't always have to be the ones to be aggressive. It's triggering. Trust me, I know. In, in, in our relationships, our uh, interaction with, with the cops, we don't want to come off as aggressive. We want to see what they're asking about and try to keep it you know, peaceful as we can. Not right off the bat, we're like, why are you talking to me? Come out with an attitude. That's never going to be a positive thing. So maybe on our end, we stay right and exact. We stay positive and mature and just say what they're asking about. Maybe there's someone to ask us a question. Maybe they saw, they, they were wondering if we we're okay because someone might have might have been like a robbery down the street. You never know. So let's just start engaging with the law enforcement in a way of respecting ourselves, let's say. If we feel like we can't respect them because A, C, A, B, all cops are bad, you know, that's the hashtag. We, we feel like we cannot respect any of them because they have been permitting bad cops. If they're good cops, they've been permitting bad cops to do wrongdoing. So all cops are bad, A-C-A-B. 
let's respect ourselves. Let's be the bigger person in the sense of let's be mature about the situation and not do anything that if they want to now pull out their guns and come at us in a way that we might lose our life because of these situations happening, let's not give people now when they watch the news to say, oh, well, that, see, there was video footage from their body cam. See, they came out aggressive and they started pushing the cop and that's how they got shot. We don't want to give them any excuse to say that we are the ones doing wrongdoing, but we weren't respectful. These are some of the discussions that we've been having looking at what's happening with some of these scenes that we've all um, witnessed from the, from the news, from the body cam and, and cell phone footage about how we respond when police come off the scene. So let's make sure that we ourselves respect ourselves, that even when it's not the police, just out on our daily business, actively trying to get exercise with all these this lockdown stuff. We know that it's been stressful. It's been causing anxiety to all of us. So let's just build on a positive note to see how we can be a force for change, to be the change that we want to see in this world. And if we can do this, we will definitely see, you know, a raising of the vibration and a change in our community and our, our society. It might give these police, uh, you know, not a reason to really patrol anymore. It might put some police out of work, but that's not a bad thing, right? This is how we can change the world for the better and continue on this road to what is possible and this road to love, peace, happiness, and equality. Stay blessed. Peace. Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed the content. Make sure to reach out to us with your comments and feedback.